0: Welcome, one and all, to the Fast Forward Flashback Podcast. A podcast for those that like to reminisce about their first love of books, movies, music, and video games. What their experiences were like during their first exposure to that form of media, and how it affects their lives today. In today's episode, we're going to flashback to the soundtrack of my life as a teen. The best $12 I can recall spending at such age. The first album I ever bought, Gorillaz, the debut album. Gorillas, or The Gorillas, are an animated band from the creative minds of Damon Alborn, lead singer of The Blur, and Jamie Hewlett, the creator of the comic Tank Girl, that was created in 1998, but had their first debut album released in 2001, titled Gorillas. It was my 13th birthday. At the time, my love for music wasn't as fine-tuned as it is today. My interest in music was ear-hustled. I listened to what other people would listen to and would claim it as my own with very little knowledge of who the artist was, let alone what they sang about. Because of this, I believe my older brother had no clue as to what album to pair my very first Sony portable CD player with. So he settled on And Then There Was X, I believe that was DMX's third studio album at the time. In an effort to be appreciative of the gift my brother got me, I listened to every song on that 18th track album. And as much as I enjoyed it, it wasn't something that spoke to me personally. During a special on Cartoon Network called The Midnight Run, I saw my first Gorillaz video titled Clint Eastwood. This was the video that made me an instant fan. It had everything I didn't even know I needed in music. The band, whose voices and instruments were played by real people of course, were animated and full of life. The music sounded weird but catchy, and the video itself left me asking more questions as to what it was I just saw and sparked my interest in the lore of this band to find some solid answers. My life didn't exactly change that night, but I was certain I found the type of music that was perfect for me. Sometime after that night I had gone to a local mall and picked up the Gorillaz self-titled album from the record store. I can't remember if it was a Sam Goody or Tower Records, but at the time it was a popular record store which currently no longer exists. I didn't know at all what to expect from this album, especially having only heard one song prior to purchasing it. Let me tell you that I was not at all disappointed in what I heard. This album like the band, was hard to explain. It didn't fit into a specific genre of music that most bands and albums identify with. Each track was uniquely different from each other and had its own oomph to it. Pop, rap, rock, country, latin, reggae, country, hip hop, instrumental? This album covered everything. The Gorillas have made five albums since they made their debut back in 2001, and their music is just as good now as it was back then, if not better. I now own almost every studio album they have released thus far, and oftentimes find myself always going back to the first one for audio nostalgia. To remember that music doesn't have to follow certain rules to acquire studio success in the world, and it doesn't have to just be one type of sound. Music can just be fun and enjoyable. I have shared this album, this music, and this band with a few people over the years, but the most important person I've shared it with is my son Dennis. At his young age, he too has been trying to find his type of music that he can call his own, and I like to think that I helped in some way by introducing him to the Gorillas. Dennis enjoys everything that the band has to offer in their music, their art, as well as their lore, and he always seems eager to sit down and listen to their music when the chance becomes available to him. You know, to be absolutely honest, although this Gorillaz album that I'm speaking about now in this new episode was my very first, I'd have to say that it comes in second place in regards to it being my favorite. favorite gorillas album is their second studio album demon days i personally feel like that demon days was a little bit more refined and more focused as to what the band was and the type of sound it was that they were looking for i've listened to demon days so many times i've purchased the DVD of their live concert when they went on tour, I purchased the CD many a times, yet to purchase the vinyl record though, that is one thing that I'm going to have to try to spend money on, if the vinyl wasn't already so expensive and I can get it at a reasonable price, I swear I would have already owned it but demon days that was a good album i believe that any fan of gorillas that have listened to their entire catalog from their original release in that album up to what currently is out now and i believe it's well i'm not 100 percent sure if that would qualify as a studio album because i believe right now after the now now i believe it was they're currently working on uh, new songs every month or so through the sound machine that they're doing which i think is actually pretty awesome and sounds a little bit more experimental compared to the other things that they have done before it seems like almost every month uh, the creators goes into the studio and whips up a song and it It's amazing. I guess his work ethic and his inspiration behind these new tracks is amazing to to listen to. I would love to one day actually see how he manages all these things. But Demon Days was personal favorite of mine. Again, I think that everybody would probably agree with that as a fan of gorillas in some form or another. I believe that one of my favorite tracks would have to be El Mana. I believe that's how it's pronounced. I think that that's supposed to be Spanish for the, the morning or the sunrise or something like that. I don't speak Spanish so I'm not 100% sure. But it's the song right after feel good incorporated and believe the song in itself is quite tragic but it did speak a lot in the essence of the the lore that led up to plastic beach i believe if i read the book correctly rise of the ogre a book that they had released in between i believe shortly after demon days it went into um Great detail about what happened to not yeah noodle yeah it was noodle who was on the floating island at the time and how she was attacked by two other characters that if you read the book I believe goes into a little bit of detail as to who they are and what their relationship to the band was. But it was that that kind of saw or led to the absence of Noodle from here on out until uh, one of the more recent albums, and she was replaced with Robot Noodle, Believe in Plastic Beach since then. Overall, the the albums are awesome, I cannot stress that enough. If you haven't listened to any of their work before, then I would definitely recommend that you go out and have a listen. I'm pretty certain if you don't believe what I'm saying in this podcast about them, that you could probably find a friend or a relative that can back up what I'm saying right now. Anyways, I feel like that I'm probably just rambling on at this point thanks for listening to my podcast if you happen to have an interest in this particular episode um please leave a comment maybe we can have an open discussion on the next episode about what your favorite track is or your favorite gorillas album thanks